No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. The children of Israel were stuck in the bitter bondage of Egypt, but God had an amazing plan to deliver them that began with a beautiful child. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. These were the dark days for the children of Israel. After at least 70 years of favor in Egypt, there was a Pharaoh who arose who did not know Joseph. As he sought to control the ever-expanding Hebrew population, he resorted to ever-increasingly wicked and violent means. Anti-Semitism began early in Hebrew history. For about 300 years, they suffered bitter bondage in Egypt. But God had a miraculous plan of deliverance that he was just getting ready to set in motion. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. The man was Amram and his wife Jochebed. Now, I think most every child is beautiful in the eyes of his or her mother. But there was something very special about this baby boy. What was it that made him so extraordinary? Jochebed must have been sensitive to the Holy Spirit to recognize that her son was special. By disobeying Pharaoh's edict to cast him onto the Nile River, she put her entire family at risk. For this, she and her husband received an honorable mention in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11, verse 23, which reads, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. Because they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. Verse 3. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, and put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Baby Moses no doubt had a healthy set of lungs. And at three months, Jochebed knew she could no longer keep him a secret. Some religious people would have arrogantly continued to defy the king's command and said, we'll just trust God. But that would have been foolish and could have resulted in the whole family being killed. Jesus tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Once before, an ark of salvation was built that floated on the water. Perhaps Jochebed was thinking about Noah as she built her tiny ark and waterproofed it with asphalt and pitch. In a sense, she was obeying Pharaoh's edict to cast her son onto the river, but she couldn't bring herself to drown him or to put him in there without any hope. So she put him in an ark. 
The Bible tells us that we are to cast our care onto the Lord because he cares for us. As Jochebed released the tiny ark onto the Nile River, she was casting her baby boy onto the Lord in faith. She had done all she could do to preserve his life. Now it was up to God to save him. As parents, this is what we must often do with our children. We do the best we can to raise them at home. Then we must cast them on the river of this world and entrust them to the care of Almighty God, not knowing where they will end up. They may make some crazy decisions and we don't agree with, but ultimately we must remember they don't belong to us. They belong to God. And we are merely stewards of their lives for a season until we cast them onto the Lord. Jochebed launched Moses onto the water, but she took one more step. She sent her 12-year-old daughter Miriam to watch from a distance to see where the tiny ark would go. No one would pay much attention to a child walking along the river bank watching something floating downstream. Verse 5, Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. You've got to love the Lord's timing and his arrangement of every circumstance in this story. It just happened to be that the daughter of Pharaoh was bathing at the precise time that the ark came floating down the river. And when she opened the ark, the baby just happened to cry. Somebody said that an angel must have pinched baby Moses at that moment. Dave Vernon McGee says, God brought together two things that he has made, a baby's cry and a woman's heart. Pharaoh's daughter just could not pass this little baby boy. Now, how did Pharaoh's daughter know that the infant in the ark was a Hebrew? She may have assumed this because he was floating in the Nile. On the other hand, he was probably circumcised, which was something the Egyptians didn't do. She was moved with compassion for this child of Israel. Later, he would be moved with compassion for all the children of Israel. Verse 7. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Miriam exercised great boldness in walking up to the princess and offering to find her someone who could nurse the child. Of course, she didn't say that she was his sister or that the nurse she had in mind was his mother. 
Pharaoh's daughter then offered to pay Jochebed to nurse the child. Only God could have put all this together. There's nothing more exciting, really, than being in the middle of a genuine movement of God. The princess named him Moses, which means drawn out, because she drew him out of the water. Little did she know that one day he would draw out his people from Egypt. How ironic that the deliverer of the Hebrews would be raised in Pharaoh's own household. There's a Yiddish proverb that says, man plans, God laughs. This is certainly true here. Pharaoh was doing everything in his power to control the Hebrew population and keep them in subjection as slaves. Meanwhile, their future deliverer was growing up in Pharaoh's own household. Nobody can thwart the plans of God. Moses would be raised by his own mother until he was weaned, probably about three years old. Jochebed had this brief time to instill in Moses an identification with the Hebrews and an appreciation for his heritage. How precious are those formative years? How we need to guard them and use them wisely. As Moses would grow up in Pharaoh's household, he would choose to associate with the Hebrew slaves rather than to seek personal gain in Egypt. This proves that parents have tremendous influence over the lives of their children, especially when they are very young. The American evangelist Billy Sunday used to say, the best way to beat the devil is to hit him over the head with a cradle. I cannot think of anything more important than instilling the word of God and a love for God in our children and grandchildren. If we don't go after their minds and hearts, the devil certainly will. There arose a king in Egypt who did not know Joseph, and he did much evil against the people of God. And shame on us if our children or grandchildren grow up not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ because we fail to tell them. I tell our children's ministry workers that I think their job is the most important in the church. Many people that I speak with in the adult service have already heard the gospel and the things that I'm sharing. Others have the attitude of, well, been there, done that. But it is all new for children, and they are sponges absorbing whatever they're taught. I remember when our children were young, and I didn't always do the family devotion thing as regularly as I would have liked, being a busy young pastor and so forth. Sometimes that just wasn't on the priority list. But then when we would go on vacation, it was my time to be able to just take some time to share the things of the word with them. And they have fond memories, sort of, of us being at Disneyland. And, and I would say, okay, before we go to Disneyland, we're going to have family devotions. <laughs> but years later, to see them both walking with the Lord. I was so blessed just a couple weeks ago to see my son preaching uh, and actually ministering to me through the sermon that he preached and my daughter playing keyboard on the worship team knowing that they both love the Lord and are seeking now to bring their children up in the way of the Lord. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, 
and when he is old, he will not depart from it. May God help us to instill the same devotion to the Lord in our children that Jochebed did in Moses. As with the story of Joseph, we see the invisible hand of God working behind the scenes, arranging people and circumstances to work out his sovereign will. He even uses evil people as part of his plan. Who can withstand his will? Yet we are each responsible for our own actions before God. Great is this mystery. As his dearly loved people, we have confidence that our lives are cradled in his hands. He watches over us as he watched over the tiny ark of bulrushes set adrift on the Nile with baby Moses inside. Little did anyone know at the time that he would change the world, but God knew. Likewise, we don't always know what God has in store for us. All we know is that he is guiding us through every current and every breeze to the destination that he has in mind. We are his precious cargo, and he will never let us out of his sight. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Moses grows up kills an Egyptian and must flee from Pharaoh to Midian where he meets a Midianite priest. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.